Oh man. No, y'all ain't gonna get me caught up in there. No, man, you are you are the truth <laughs> box, okay, bro. I know. I it's the time to talk. It's the time to learn, baby. <laughs> I know y'all dudes. I'm the the dynamics. I'm just a call in. I'm kind of calling. I'm, the dynamics is definitely different on this show. <laughs> um, no, you can already you know, tell. Coach has already been showing off his calves, so you can already yeah, tell. Yeah, I did it, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting to get drafted, man. You see what, me, what, what, what <laughs> draft, me? At, man. draft me, baby. Boy, how, that's what not even virtual socks. background right there. That's just a real cast. That's a real deal right there. <laughs> Speeding off on him, man. The, the background can't even catch up with me. No, no. This is what at, man. <laughs> What's up? Anthony at, man? He's been complaining about getting on here live, but we haven't set it up yet. So Anthony? Hey. We yeah. should bring him in. Bring him in. Bring him, bring him in. in. Let's hey, send him bring an invite, folks. Bring him in with, and then special guest, Mr. Willis. Oh, <laughs> snap. Bring Let's him see, let me in. Go. Hey, listen, he, he's not like the rest of us, bro. Yeah. He can't, he's not going to get on camera without being able to do his hair first. Oh, man. Oh, come on now. It's cute <laughs> <self>. <laughs> if you don't let him do his hair and his makeup, bro, he's not getting on the on the camera. <laughs> you know those evangelists, bro. When those evangelists get a camera in front of them, they got to go all the way in. They be going they in all the way in, bro. I would have asked y'all, man. I know, I know this, man. I don't want to take all my. I don't want to ask all my questions right now, bro. We're asking you the questions. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> try to go, try to go. Bro, we're not about to do this. Listen, this is not going like, like I'm all in. I'm going to give you everything I got because it's y'all. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm completely interested in flipping it. There's going to be some questions for y'all, bro. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's, it's not, bro. I just feel like it's more home to me. So <laughs> That's what's I'm up. Not. Hey, man, have you, watched, have you watched The Last Dance uh, last week? Man, I haven't. I was watching it what? earlier. Oh, I was man. trying. I promise you. You know, I, you know, I even want to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, Virgilly right now, I'm talking <laughs> to my pastor, <laughs> the... and I gotta tell so much the truth on all this. So you know, y'all, my pastors. I wanted to lie. This is my other homies. I was like, yeah, I been watching it, bro. <laughs> y'all, how far did you get, too, bro? I, I haven't had time, man. I've just been going. And every time I want to sit down, I'm exhausted. I'm not going to lie. I've been going, and uh, I'm not getting to sleep till about 1, waking up at 4 for training. So, And then Braylon's right here on the chest. So all day, man. So every time I try to watch it, I fall asleep. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stay up. Hey, and then I, I was watching today. I was trying to watch it today, but we went house shopping, so that was another thing. So. Oh, okay. So you guys talking about moving? Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm probably gonna do tumball in the middle of tumball. We've been looking like religiously. So my free time, I'm with Baby and them, and we looking for the houses. But we found a really good one today, man. I feel like that's the one we gonna do. Um, but it's been constant, man. But it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. Hey, man, I know the feeling because Sonya and I have been looking for a house too. We're actually uh, in the process of building one. Seriously, y'all gonna do the lot, huh? Yeah, yeah. What part of the town? Katie. Katie. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes we'll sense, man. How y'all feel about it? Love it, man. Love it. It's stressful, Seriously. bro, because you know we're trying to sell our current home. 
And now you got everything up, everything that you've been letting slide all of a sudden, it just comes right. Got to tighten up. Right there to your front door. So and now yeah. all of a sudden it's, it's time to get real about it. But now it, it's been good, man. And you know how it is when you just keep making babies, you know, you keep me <laughs> going. Hey, so, I know how it is, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I don't, don't want to put myself. I don't want to trademark it yet, bro. <laughs> Every day can't be game day, man. Y'all can't be game day. Sometimes <laughs> you just gotta practice. Bro, I am stunned that you haven't seen the last dance. Hey, coach, did you watch the last dance last week? I did. I did, man. Y'all watched it all. They say it's amazing, man. I'm. I'm gonna sit. I probably sit here. No, nah, I gotta, I gotta do some writing, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. And then when I put it on, it's just playing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I, I, I be want to just sit there and stare. You know, and I can't, yeah. um, I can't find the time to just lock in the whole time. And bro, that's why I haven't have watched because I want to watch all of it. You know what bro, you have to, man. I forgot. Like you know, growing up, I was a big Michael Jordan fan. Watch Michael Jordan all For the time. Sure. Absolutely. And sure. so I, that's that's the day and age I grew up in, you know, during the mid-90s, watching the Kim Elijah one on the Rockets. That was my favorite team. But my favorite player to watch oh, was always Michael Jordan, bro. Always MJ. The dude was just yeah, was so yeah. amazing. And, graceful. And so far ahead of his time, bro. And I forgot, of course, this was a little bit before my time, but I didn't realize mm. that, you know, in his sophomore season, we all know that he broke his leg. And I always knew that he broke the playoff. No, no, no. I mean, in his sophomore season. Oh, in the NBA. In the NBA. Second year broke his foot. Yeah, second year he broke his foot. And he actually came. I forgot about that. Yeah, he came back early from that injury, a lot earlier than the Bulls wanted him to. And they barely squeaked into the playoffs because he came back early. Well, in that first playoff series against Boston, the first two games were at Boston Garden against Larry Bird, against Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. They end up having four Hall of Famers on that team. And that the first, crazy. it was crazy good. And in that first game, Jordan dropped 49 points and almost beat Boston in Boston. And so they thought that was incredible. They thought that was amazing. And then he went out and played golf with Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge tore him up in the golf course. And so Michael Jordan said, tell your boy I got something for him. And then he came out and put 63 Ooh. up. 63 up. Coming off a broken Ooh. foot, dude, put 49. And that was the three. sophomore year. That was his second year in the league, bro. Second year in the league. Yeah, and that That's was a 30 to 52 team, bro, that, that he and took. He's a baby. Year. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> so people forget how amazing he was even early in his career. But, bro, that. No, I, I think for me, being a. First of all, B, you're not old. <laughs> so let's, let's yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I, just, I thought about when you said, you know, when I grew up, uh, you're not old, B, no matter how I'm just saying, look, whenever, uh, I, but, whenever I was growing up, I'm just saying mid-90s, that was, that was whenever I was a kid. So yeah, I was yeah. junior high area and starting to yeah. transition into high school at the back end of Michael Jordan's career. That's yeah. – that I was in high school whenever he was playing with the Wizards. So mm-hmm. – you know, I grew up, that was my age. King Griffey Jr. was my, my favorite baseball player. Michael Jordan was my favorite basketball player. Emmitt Smith was my favorite football player. Yeah. So we all run on that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just, I'm saying that for all the LeBron fans out there. I'm a, I'm a, I, I like LeBron James. That's, that's what I was trying to get to. Listen, <laughs> I'm a LeBron fan. 
And to yeah, me, yeah, LeBron, I, I, I'm just thinking I, the, the, my only knock, dude, is like, I just feel like everybody got Michael Jordan athleticism in our era. And I feel like it's different go, jumping in the air and that dude next to you can do literally hang up there with you, got the 45 inch and as athletic. I just think there was so many people that couldn't do that during that time. Well, and you, I know, just think of, you, you had players like Clyde Drexler, you had players like Dominique Wilkins. You had some. You had some. Some pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, but now, but now you have seven that can do what Michael Jordan can do. You get what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. a different beast. It's just I know kids that can fly from Zion was flying. Well, he's just so. But it's a lot of kids yeah. that's flying from the free throw line, doing all kinds. Of, you got teachers in classrooms that's jumping. You ever saw that teacher? No. Uh-uh. no. He's a teacher. He's a dunk teacher. They call him like the teacher something. He's he's in the classroom. He'll go out and do all the dunks in the dunk contest. Like, I just think it's way freakish now in the world, man. I think Michael Jordan caught an error where every time they was introduced to something new, that player dominated. Like Iverson, when Michael Jordan was introduced to something else, it, it was shocking. Now we're not in shock no more, so we don't give, we don't feed in, we don't give enough gratitude to LeBrons and all of them because there's so many like them now. You know what I'm saying? But Michael Jordan fell in an era where it was like, "Wow, you don't even want to do that." You <laughs> now, know? Now you do a crossover, and you just like, "Oh, we didn't seen it." I you would, know? I would disagree with, I would agree with most of that. I would, where I would disagree with that is, I don't think we do see so many people doing what LeBron can do. I'm not trying to take away from what LeBron can do because LeBron, LeBron is still otherworldly. While Zion is still amazing and a specimen, and we haven't, we're scratching the surface on what Zion can do. But right. LeBron James is so multifaceted. But what I think, to me, what separates Michael Jordan from LeBron James is the mentality. And yes. that's just something that you can't, you can't overlook and you can't duplicate that. You can't train that. That transcends errors as well. It's not just about but, this. This how I fight for LeBron. If let me, if 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 Jordan and Kobe was in the media era, it would have changed. That gambling issue he had, that thing that happened to Kobe with that I'm young sure. lady, to oh, deal yeah. with that. This man now understand this when you talk about mental. This man has did orchestrated everything you could possibly can in basketball. And people don't – I look from the big picture, like, mentally for him, he's dominated. This man has no extra baggage. This man has kept the same woman. He has no – do you know how – mentally, do you know how hard that is? And then I'm saying, Pete, if I was nice to you every day and gave you 70, or if I was mean and gave you 70, if we get the same results by me being nice, and me not being me, because now you got Kobe and Jordan with his attitude, 70 points. And then you got LeBron with, I'm nice, <laughs> but I'm 72, you know? So when they talking about mentality, if this man almost the same results, I'm not going to kill him on that. But and it's not it's not the same results. That's that would be my point. He said, I'm, it's, <laughs> "It's not the same." That's result. the word. See how the words change a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, hey, listen. Listen, two things. Two things. I'm leaving. But two things. Y'all told me we was gonna be talking. Two. Hey, and two. 
to LeBron's credit, but this this is what we're doing with LeBron and Michael Jordan, and I've always admitted this, we are splitting hairs here. You know, so yeah. whenever you talk about these conversations, yeah, it does come down to the little change of verbiage in the way that you deliver the message. And the yeah. results are different. It is a different result when you are talking about 6-0 and in the finals as opposed to Three and I agree. I agree. And, and that's just that's just the truth. That's the reality of the matter. And the truth is, and when we talk about mentality, I'm not talking about off the court necessarily. I'm talking about on the yeah. court, stone cold killer. Michael Jordan always wanted to, and he was a team player. People forget this dude averaged, I think, 41, 8 and 8 against the Suns in the finals. It wasn't just 41 yeah. points a game, it was 41, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Or in that neighborhood. Yeah, but if we do if we do if we do LeBron and Jordan comparisons, he's not a. I mean, you know, like he passed it, but. Ah. Yeah, no, and I get that, but LeBron, LeBron wasn't called on to score in those moments, like but, like Michael Jordan. But he can do high volume scoring. He's just overly unselfish, you know, like. Sure, and that's my point. Number. That's my point. But Too that's many not, times that, that can't be a that can't be a knock though. That can't be a mental like. I'll tell you what it is not. Score so much. I'll tell you. It's like it's like Rondo, right? Why do you think Rondo have more assists than most of the? Well, we're not. Listen, we're not going to. We're not. We're not going to compare. Her, he has no jump shot. Oh. He's just, he's just <laughs> incapable. His his level sure. of his level of scoring is incapable. So it, his assist has to be up. Jordan, them guys. They don't have the highest ability of passing like LeBron. So something has – it's like breaking players. Your oh, average yeah. has to be up here if you ain't capable. LeBron scoring is 100 and his assist is 100. It's like – but Jordan is 100 on scoring and maybe 75 on passing, 80 sure. on passing. I, you know what? I think if you look back on the history of it, I think you would grade, you would grade him harder. Because you can ask any of his teammates, Scottie Pippen, any of them, they'll tell you, listen – Michael Jordan was an A-plus passer. He just was called on to score. That was what his, his assignment was for us to win like we did. And guess what? Listen, you can't argue with the results. You know what I mean? And that's why I think the difference to me, we're, we're talking about splitting hairs. LeBron James, I'm not yeah. taking anything away from him. One of the greatest NBA players of all time. I've said consistently sure. I think he's top three. If it were me, I would take Michael Jordan, LeBron James, <laughs> Well, no, nah, he's he's number two. Don't get me wrong. He's number two. Oh, yeah, I he, heard three somewhere. No, no, I'm saying he's top three. He's interchangeable to me with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because people, people underappreciate what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did. Bro had the, had the most unstoppable shot of all time, bro, the sky hook. Yeah. Cannot take that uh, away from Kareem How many Abdul-Jabbar. did he get? How many How champs many did he get? get? How many rings? Uh, you know what? I'd have, I don't know the exact number. Do you know it? Who got 10? Somebody got 10. Bill Russell. Okay. So Bill from Russell there, got 10. Is he better than Michael Jordan? Because the only reason why you're giving Michael Jordan anything. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not, the only conclusion no. that everybody No, 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 that's not, that's, rings, that's not, about no, no, that's not the only thing. I'm saying whenever you're talking about splitting hairs, because when we're talking about the numbers, we're, when we're talking about the numbers and we're talking about the dominance and we're talking about the mentality and the leadership, no, all of that, all of them, we're talking about splitting hairs between LeBron James and Michael Jordan. 
Now, Bill Russell's not in that category because we're not talking about the numbers with him. We're not talking about – now, he was dominant until Will Chamberlain came along. And then the reason why I say that, the reason why I say that, because when I'm competing against between LeBron with anybody and Jordan, by the time I finish, I make my points and they say six rings and you know that. No, um, and I get that. I get that. That's a flawed. That's definitely a flawed argument because then we have to I level it out, and they'd be like, "Well, six rings." Yeah, <laughs> so and that's, like, no. So that, that's thing. not my argument. My argument is you're splitting hairs with everything else. So it's yeah. it's neck and neck everywhere else. We can we can agree on that. What separates Jordan is whenever it came down to it, Jordan never had that that overall just flat out choke moment. People will bring up people all the time bring up to me, well, you know, he got swept by the Celtics in that in that playoff series. Yeah, he got swept by the Celtics, but Michael Jordan didn't choke. He put up 49, followed by 63 in the garden against one of the best defensive teams of all time. Michael Jordan didn't choke. He was coming back to a 30 and 52 team coming off of a, a broken foot. So he wasn't gonna beat a team with four Hall of Famers. And you Come feel on. like and you feel like LeBron has had moments Two, where he's oh, had it. Yeah, 2011 was well, he, he didn't, he listen, didn't go to college though, man. Like this dude, he didn't go to college. Like he's I, like, not, he, that's he, like, that's how I that's how I see it. This is the only 18 year old ever changed a program. You gotta understand the guy you're talking about. If you had a basketball guy, he's the he's everything that basketball is, LeBron. Now, Jordan wasn't good in high school, cool in college. He came in grown. He didn't – he wasn't successful, like, the first six or seven years. You got to understand this. Whoa, 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 whoa. He, wasn't, he wasn't successful the first six, seven from, years. Uh, from what, what year he won the championship? Okay, so you're talking about when he started winning championships. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he he wasn't he wasn't a program. I mean, he came in, but he wasn't LeBron. At a, he he wasn't LeBron even when he was grown when he first came in. Like nah, LeBron came in at 18, it was like you didn't hear about uh, the Cavs since what Price. I just uh, yeah, you know what LeBron did drop 23 in the fourth. LeBron quarter, came so in as a as a man. Eddie yeah, uh, nah. Eddie Jones was dealt with Kobe. This the only man never had a good head coach. The man came in at 18, and mental mental game is saying, I'm so locked in where I'm going back to uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I'm a – that's like when Tim Tebow said we won't lose again. Listen. Those are the only two people who went on national TV who can make <laughs> statements. Listen. I, I, that's a, that man is mentally healed, man. I'm just – you you just said that Michael Jordan wasn't LeBron James when he came in at 23 and LeBron James came in at 18. Michael Jordan came in the league averaging 28 points a game his first year. 28 points yeah, a game but, his first year. And, they, they, and listen, his second full season, I believe he averaged 37. 37, bro. So if you're going to so tell me it, he you, was – You taking you take the 23-year-old over 18-year-old Jordan. I mean, uh, LeBron. Oh, absolutely. 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 Go look at those numbers. And people forget Chicago was a laughing stock of the NBA whenever Jordan got there. They were a laughing you stock. Taking that, you, taking, you taking that kid over that animal? Absolutely. That was, bro, that you, was an animal at 18, people. This is like, bro, what, 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 what you the tell power. me? The hey, listen. You just – your basis for that argument was that Michael Jordan didn't have success championship-wise until about his sixth year in the league. Well, neither did Which LeBron is? James. And LeBron James 
had to go to another squad to do it and coupled with an already champion, an already champion in Dwayne Wade. So, and, and, and then at first, in that first finals with the Heat, which was his second finals in the NBA, remember, remember, because his first was with yeah. Cleveland against yeah, yeah. San Antonio. Now, you got to remember when LeBron first came in the league, I was a big, big, big LeBron James fan. I was the one sticking up for him. I was the one defending <laughs> him. And I defended his move to Miami. I thought it was a great move. My biggest yeah. disappointment with LeBron was 2011. Now, that should not invalidate him. That hurt all greatest. of us, though. It, no, of and it, was, it wasn't just a bad performance. It was a it was, terrible. It he was walking through the stands. Oh, bro, he, he, looked, the stands and he looked defeated, bro. He looked defeated. Yeah, and listen, uh, I don't think that that should, that should invalidate the rest. And, I should, and it doesn't invalidate the rest. It was like when people said whenever he went over to L.A., if he wins LA, uh, the L, uh, championship in L.A., does that, does that validate his position among the all-time greats? And I said, no, his, his position is already cemented. Now, if you say yeah. he's chasing Jordan – that's another conversation. But I think that's an unfair thing for him to do. And I do subscribe to this idea. I do think that we should take more time appreciating where we're at right now instead of comparing him to Jordan. But, yeah, for sure. but you know, that's another conversation for another day. I think we've already taken too much time talking about it, bro. I, I just oh, knew we had to get into the last dance. And I knew you nah, were going nah, to like, I feel like Molly Karam over here, except for there's no commercials, man. It's good <laughs> fun that y'all can't be running off at the rim like this. Hey, Coach, just because of that. Conversations that have no ending now. Just because of that. Just because of that, Coach, I'm going to give you the first. Can we have a sports show? Well, we should, man. Let's do it. I'm writing it down. I'm not, I'm not, Let me ask you this, bro. Let me ask you this, bro. I know you're a basketball player, so when you're as good as you are at something, because you're 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 a world class talent at basketball. We've seen the tape, and we know what would have been the trajectory. Uh, bro, come on, man! We're playing <laughs> all time leading scorer at San Diego State University, and you're gonna sit here and bro. Man. You're a baller, bro. Watch. But that's beside the point. They put when, the wrong name on the paper. That's <laughs> all they get. Shut up, bro. Why? Why are you trying to do this? But listen, man, when you're that's that good. Downgrade, that's why he downgrades scoring. He's like, man, it's too easy to score. <laughs> oh, man. It's too easy to score. Nah, man. I fell out of bed, drop 30 today, man. I ain't even warm up. Yeah, <laughs> it was hard. But listen, when you're that good at it, it's obvious that you spend so much time obsessing over basketball. So my question to yeah. you is, do you know a lot about football? Do you know a lot about baseball? Do you know a lot about other sports? Or is it just, man, I'm, I'm all basketball? Be man, to be honest with you, I started off with straight passion for football. Okay. I didn't start playing basketball too late. Honestly, um, I was going to go to college for football. I had crazy offers and everything, man. It's just, man, I was, I was homeless during that time, and I think – you know, you can't wear cleats to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, basketball, yeah, yeah. AAU, and everything was giving me life, man. And that kind of pushed my passion. Uh, when I was a kid, what opened up my mind was Master P, man. Shouts out to Master P when I was a kid. Um, yeah, that was during that time, man. So I was going through so much, and that gave me an opportunity to see the world when I played for his AAU team. During the time, he was like the hottest rapper out right there. And that opened up my mind to see other things and that kind of 
yeah. plant that seed in me for basketball. But my life was football, man. I was the kid outside in boxers, no shoes, no shirts, running through the, you know, they used to call me Flintstone. But you know what's amazing to me is <laughs> yeah. the number of professional athletes that will tell you that the, the professional sport they end up playing is not their first love. There's a lot of quarterbacks that will tell you that their first love was and baseball. And I'm going to tell you why, because in the moment, it's crazy how the human brain thinks because the thing that comes the easiest, you don't uh -huh. want it. Sure. And that's right. just, that's, and that's beyond sports, life, your relationship, people you meet, you know, the thing that's making it like, it's like right there. And you're just like, somehow we look past it. And like I say, football came to me so natural. My, my dad played, my family played, and it was natural for me. And then that love for, I think, basketball you gotta it just the the fire you had hard and the time you know it was just like it was it was two different loves man and like yeah. i said um uh, when master p planted that seed and when i got older the the aau kept me traveling okay and i ended up loving traveling you know traveling seeing all the city we was traveling like 17 states a summer i'm meeting mm -hmm. all these people i'm seeing lebron and then I go to football, and it's like grass, heat. <laughs> so yeah. it's it just the, the motivation to get out there. And then from an investment standpoint, man, it's just – Oh, basketball know? is a clear no, – basketball is the clear way to go in that situation, bro, because the money yeah, there – Long-term. And yeah. Short -term. contracts, bro, it's – Yeah, it's superstars that's quitting football so early. And it's no knock. Right. It's just like – the investment of it mentally for me, I'm just like, hey, yeah, we, you're in the, you're in the most contact sport. And you have to play a certain amount of downs, and then another thing, in basketball, you're like, oh, he's really good. He's a mega superstar. He's probably getting paid a lot, and it sure. exactly goes like that. But and bro, then you're like Tom Brady, six rings, da da da, and you're just like, he should be paid the most. He's yeah. not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. It's backwards, bro. It's no way Tom Brady shouldn't have 300 million contracts. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sure. You know, it, it don't money. work like that. It'd be like yeah. some guy, some wide receiver making a lot of money. But you know Tom, what? Tom like, Brady actually, Tom Brady chose that. And he chose that because he knew, listen, it, my best way to wealth is actually to win championships and I'll get rich off of endorsements. And he has. Yeah. He actually chose yeah. less money so that they could put the right talent around him and not – but what he was doing and what people don't realize is he was actually betting on himself, not on his health. Yeah. He was betting on himself to be able to carry that team to championships and in yeah. doing so. But you see, you see how much you have to think about? Like, oh, you do. Hey, listen. Yeah. You just, hey, listen. You know, yeah. like, basketball, yeah. you just sign, you be like, oh, I just made $300 million and yeah. I can be hurt and say I don't want to. Now they got rest. Yeah. You know, hey, listen. I'm chilling today. Listen. Hey, I feel for those football players, bro, because what they got to deal with after their career is brutal, bro. Yeah. But, hey, coach. Like yeah, sure, that. sure. Hey, coach, you know what's funny to me, though, is he's sitting here talking about trying to get the juice off of us, and this brother, like, not even trying, just dropped some life knowledge on people talking about how, you know, what comes natural to you or what comes so easy to you, you don't want it. Nah. <laughs> right. He said, man, that's right. you and your marriage and your career and all this other stuff. And it's like, man, hold on just a second. Before we go any further, people need to write that down because that was golden yeah. knowledge from my boy right here. You know what I mean? Man, come on, man. Come on. Nah, and, they need I, to, I and they need to ask a follow-up question, which is, which is why is that? Yeah. I couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear you. No, I said they need to ask that follow-up question, which is, which is why is that? Like, why do people, like, go that route? And uh, I know you did a great job explaining why you went, but just, 
Just like Man. why we make stuff so hard on ourselves. Yeah, I, it's, it's like I said, the human mind is just crazy, man. And and like I said, that's beyond sports. It's just like what's in front of us, we just don't accept. We got to go all the way around. And then once we get take that full circle, we come back around just like, oh, it was here all the time. But the illusions, you know, of everything. And um, I mean, sometimes it work out, but sometimes it's food gold, you know, right then and there. Like I said, it came natural to me. And I fought so hard to play basketball when – Football is moving smoothly, you know what I'm saying? And that's life. Sometimes things are moving smoothly, but we make it complicated. And, um, yeah, man, it's just – it's right there. And it's and people be like, it's hard. And it's really easy. And it's all in that in them chapters, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get in that book, it's in the chapters, man. It's in the chapters. And, so uh, let me ask you something. You said earlier that you were writing. Are you working on a book? I know I saw something on your Facebook yep. not too long ago about a documentary on, on Netflix. Is that coming? Yep. Man, man, listen, I'm sharing this with y'all because I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? But right, listen, I'm, this I'm, is I'm, going I'm, out, bro. This is going <laughs> out. So, okay, yeah. I've been, I've been working, man. I've been working. Um, the book, I'm working on the book. Uh, I wanted to push it back. Because, um, so the past year, um, I didn't know what I was doing. I kind of walked out on faith. Um, I transitioned from basketball a little bit. I had surgery this past year on my foot. So oh, I stepped away. Yeah, I had bone spur surgery and um, and cartilage damage on my ankle. And um, so I worked on that, got that fixed. And I was doing some work uh, here and there. And then um, the NCA called me when I was in China, uh, flew back in, uh, spoke there, spoke at some other places. And this was me just freestyling, not really knowing or having a complete vision. I remember sitting in prison, though, uh, manifesting a lot of different things. And I just felt like my story began to grow. And uh, from there, um, God controlled it obviously and uh opened up certain doors man i'm i don't mean old at all I, it's just so many different stories that lead to the point so um and this is just from a networking you never know who you're gonna meet you never know yeah. who you would talk to right. always try to be a good person so in college we was playing st mary's uh i had a patty mills and those guys playing there i had a great game and i remember um watching the game and Stephen bardo was on tv he's like brandon johnson from the fifth board and my homies hit me up like yo you ain't from the fifth ward. <laughs> let them know. So it was the conference tournament. We was playing Gonzaga the next night. I go up to Steven. I say, hey, they don't know oh, fifth ward. my first time never beating them. <laughs> it was my first time. I'm like, yo, my people getting a little bit mad. <laughs> yo, you got to rub. You got to say where I'm really from. So he say, my bad, my bad. So I, I watched the game. He was like, he corrected me. He said where he was from. So long, long story short, uh, I get out and I and I say I want to do public speaking. You know, I don't speak it out loud, but I, in my mind, in my notes, I'm saying, listen, eventually, I, I really want to go share my testimony. So I saw him online. I reached out to him. He was working with some kids. I said, man, I would love to do that. I said, can you connect me, blah, 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 with the NCA? His best friend, Jeremy McCool, was with the NCA. Just so happened, in five seconds, I spoke to him. He remembered me, reached out to Jeremy McCool. A year later, I'm in China. He reached out, said, man, we got an opportunity to come speak. From there, man, I spoke on a panel with Cherokee Parks um, from from Duke and uh, uh, Hill. Uh, God, I can't uh, can't remember his name, um, but he was on the panel also. I shared my story with some of the top twenty five players in the country, some of the schools. Duke and it was supposed to be there, and um, from there, man, it grew. And uh, I just started walking into it and started building from there, man. And God kept opening doors and. I tell people to this day, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but the knowledge, you know, this year I just pray for wisdom and knowledge, everything else to come, you know? And, um, man, I started writing the book. 
Um, and like I say, it grew from there. And then people call me about documentaries in the movie. So I took a step back because now I'm like, okay, I got to be a little more strategic. I got to think a little bit more and I got to listen <laughs> because if, mm-hmm. you know, I'm moving too fast. You know, I had to take a step back from a lot of people and a lot of different things. Uh, I have my newborn and things like that, but man, the book is, it's growing. And so I took a step back because now I'm learning. I wrote, I actually wrote my book in prison. I used to sit in the back of the TV room and write. Um, that's another story I can tell you guys, but um, I started writing in the back of the TV room every day. And uh, when I got out, man, I, I actually have all the pages and everything. So, but I learned how to write a book. I started reading more and things like that. So I had to stop again and say, okay, you got something and you got to be a little more strategic. You got to be a little bit smarter. And uh, from there, man, I just, I just been working and I couldn't tell you, I want to have a date on it, but I would love, I'm trying to do the big three this summer, which Corona has stopped it. So that'd be beautiful to finish the story in a sense. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? So um, it's so many little different things. And like I say, uh, that's been growing from the public speaking from, um, man, I'm just creating right now, but I'm excited about the book, but I don't want to put too big on it. You know what I'm saying? So, Um, I don't know if I'm writing in a movie form in a movie script form or in a book form, you know, cause now I'm trying to combine it all because when you watch the documentary or the movie, I want you to be able to read the book and right. you know, think it or whenever I'm sitting at that table, when I go speak, I want them to be able to grab the book. Listen, you guys don't have to pay me just, you know, buy the books for the schools and the youth and all that. So I'm trying to combine so many different pieces and the biggest thing, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's why I know God has his hands on it because it's nothing slowing down. I just know in my heart, I'm like, man, I, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, from just cause I just been doing it for a year and a half. And, but it's so many things and platforms God didn't open up and put me on. I, and you guys know monster, you guys remember. So, oh, yeah. you know, like I, yeah. I, that's not my lane. You know, a lot of, you know, you guys saw me in the, the worst moment of my life, you know, where sure. I'm, I don't cry much. And that's the only place I've cried in my life. So it's, it's just in the level of, man, I can't explain, like, I can't explain it. And I, and I have also, I just finished my no script. I mean, my nonprofit is called no script. And one of the things that I base it on is blessings. And it's, mm-hmm. and I feel like my life has been to no script. And a lot of people don't understand you can't script this. And that's what I want to offer. I think, I think blessings come differently. Like $500, I feel like that's a physical blessing. You know, I feel like yeah, the yeah. next man can do that. But when I think on, not trying to think on God level, but how I've, picture God is something that can't be aligned, something that can't be scripted. It comes out of nowhere. So my yes. nonprofit, yes. I, I put in there for us the purpose. Some of the purpose was unexpected blessings. Um, for me, I remember I couldn't play a basketball game because I was homeless. I didn't have clothes. And my and my coach didn't know. I didn't want to be embarrassed with the team. My principal found out my situation. I was in. I missed the game. I was in the class the next day. She called me to the front office. She calls me down. I'm just like, what's going on? I'm thinking I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I go down. And uh, her husband picks me up, uh, takes me to men's warehouse, buy me 10 outfits, like three pieces. Wow. But that's the unscripted blessing. And that's what right. my nonprofit is going to so I just locked it down yesterday, actually. And I finished the paperwork. I'm super excited about it because I want to be a blessing to so many kids and the youth. I got so many different stories that impacted me, but I knew God. It's certain things that I just 
don't think you can script. And I know that's God. Like when well, I say, it's got to be God. Because let me tell you something, bro. I wouldn't even take myself to Men's Warehouse to buy clothes. I take myself to Burlington <laughs> Coat Factory, Ross, Marshall. <laughs> he was a doctor. <laughs> Goodwill. <sir. laughs> he was a doctor. He was a doctor too. Man, I was like, what? And I was, I came to the next game just ready, dude. Like <laughs> they should have. They should have put amazing. me in slow motion. <laughs> with with uh booty tang music in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well listen man, that's all that's all amazing because I think it speaks to God's ability to take people who don't, as you say, know what they're doing and make the most right. out of it. Yeah. And one of the things I love about your social media is every single day, some people may get tired of it, some people may even get yeah. bored with it. I don't get bored with it, man. My face lights up every time I see you post glory to God. Man, that's a blessing. Dude. Because that's I know your story, bro. And knowing yeah. your story and knowing that that's the way you approach life every single day, because people don't realize yeah. that if you post that every single day, that's a conscious decision every single day. Yeah. You're not yeah. just doing that. That's out of the most important thing to me. Exactly. Yeah. You're saying to yourself, that's how I'm going to set the tone every single day. Yeah. And Zach and yeah. I do know what it's like to feel like, man, I really don't know what doing because that's the way i felt whenever i first started preaching and i know zach will tell you the same thing that's the way he felt when he first started preaching now oh, yeah, yeah. Our perspective, sitting there like hey yeah. zach you See? ready to preach eight sermons i'm like uh <laughs> you're like oh praise god i'm ready to get on the plane but you know got me Man, and that's I why I'm you seeing you guys all over, man. I, it don't look like quarantine stopped you guys any at all. Um, it's probably people that got closer to you because of this time. They're probably in so much panic. But um, you guys continue to bless people, man. I've been watching you, man. So We're um, trying, that's, bro. That's, We're that's trying, man. Cool. Appreciate it. And man. you know why it yeah. is, brother? It's because we remember ourselves and we, we remember guys like you. And the thing is, is if you're going to reach people like the three of us, you know, whenever I first yeah, yeah. came into the river, I was selling crack mm -hmm. cocaine. That was my story. And now yeah. God's taking me all over the world, preaching the gospel all over the United oh, States okay. doing it. And <laughs> yeah. so if we're going to be reached and we're going to reach people like us, you have to just say, you know what, quarantine or no, I've got to do whatever I can to get the gospel out. I may have to change yeah, yeah. some of the methodology and some of the delivery mm -hmm. of it, but I yeah. still got to get it out there. And I'm thankful for yeah. the leader we have at the River of Life Church. Pastor oh, Willis. Shouts out to Pastor Willis, man. Just yeah. amazing soul, man. Just absolutely. He's, he's different. He's unique. Uh, I think he's man. I I can't explain. Like I say, man. That just the river of life in general, man. I I couldn't put words to describe the foundation. Just seeing you guys, it's it's home, man. And it's it's definitely a place where man is a real home, man. I can't. I don't want to get all emotion, yeah. but it's yeah. just I can't give you guys enough praise for what you've done for me, my family, uh, through that time and continuing to support. Sure. I, I can't explain. I don't want to get emotional, Pretty but I, I definitely Pretty just want to say thank y'all, man. I try to say it enough. And, um, man, it's just, it's definitely been a blessing, man. It's definitely been a blessing. That, that was such a weird day. And it's so many moments y'all just, man, the river, man, I, I remember when y'all thought I went to prison already. And I remember uh -huh. the church kind of coming together and they called my I was in the other room, and uh, I think uh, uh, Pastor Willis' nephew had went online and saw they put me in prison, but I wasn't. It was like the first pick me up. It was an article, 
And I remember them calling my mom and my mom, they, everybody was screaming at her and crying for her. It was like, we saw her, we heard the news. And my mom was like, no, he in the other room. <laughs> you know, but I remember everybody coming together and it just spoke in volumes. And man, these people, you know, that was a statement for me, you know, and I knew we made the right decision uh, when we came. It was just different, you know, it was just unique. And it was a family, you know, you guys are personal. And I remember my family, everyone that goes to other churches, and they always want to invite me out. I'm just like, man, it's nothing like that. You know, I've went to other places. It's just, you won't get that because you guys are connected in a personal way. Like, no, nah, we sure. in this together. And I think you guys, I told my girl, I said, man, God forgive me, but I hate when they get, because uh, uh, it's due time. You guys get a crazy big church that covers the whole, you know, it's going to be the gift and the curse because it's like, yeah. man, that connection, that home feeling is something, right. it's so seasoned. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I went to other churches and I can feel the disconnect. I can feel you just going for a show. You know, I don't like shows. Like, you know, yeah, like I'm here. Yeah, man. And I, <laughs> and I think you guys have an amazing thing. That's that's a crazy recipe you guys have. And I think that's what you guys dominate. And I wish it could be on a, a scale of 10,000 people and still have that feeling, you know? And that's but very, it's, it's that just is very out. difficult. And it, it typically just yeah. doesn't work out that way, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I appreciate you saying that's that. That's what they need. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, guys like us need that, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Guys like us need that, You man. can heal there. Sure. You can heal there, and that's the people. You know, it's like it's like when I went to prison. Like, was it worth the people that made mistakes? But it's not the the prison when they're bad like that. It's because the people are bad. You know, it's like right. if you, it depends on the people. Like sometimes the church might be nice on the outside, but it's who's right. it, the people that makes it. The prison might have a quote unquote like it's the worst prison ever, but if the people was there on a positive time it'd be different, but you guys mm -hmm. go, you go to your church and it's just like that, ah, you know, the people really, you guys really make it like you come in there and you guys sure. really connect and sure. you're coming, you're healing, you're healing. Like, absolutely. Man. <laughs> you know, like, well, see, this is why yeah. I love, this is why I love you. And this is why I told Zach, man, we got to get this. We got to get Brandon. Job. <laughs> Cause yeah, you just man. nonstop. Well, I just, I just you're like rapid fire. You're like rapid fire encouragement, bro. You're like the AK. Man, no, I, I just, I really That's went it. through, I was at the brook, man. I really went through a, the hardest time of my life, and I and I was there. I started there, so I have the complete journey from real life. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm from the outside. Like I'm, I'm also, I'm also looking at it from a distance too. Like I'm, I'm there, but I'm also looking like, wow, look at these people. I didn't even know y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, you know, I'm looking at so many different views, and I watched the journey of like how that place. Help, man! I, it, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I really wish I could just write it and then send it to you guys. But it's just like, if I could talk to anybody like that place, is I, I, I feel it. You know, like, bro, that's I went a through a full journey. That I went through a program. It was a program yeah. for me, almost like, yeah, mm. rehab. You know, like right. I can't express yeah. how much I lost through that time. It was Absolutely. like the buildup and you people asking. I'm like, you guys got to get ready for the documentary because that part's gonna come. Where oh, I did you, people ask me, Yo. yeah, it's 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 inevitable because that's that was my savior. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. praise God, man. River of Life, literally. You guys, I, I'm I know I'm over talking about this, but I just never I can't never get it all out because I'm just like, man, I'm I'm in debt 
it's because of that's why when you texted me about it, I was like, bro, come on, don't disrespect me. <laughs> well, bro, I'm, I'm going to make everybody that is on staff and everybody that is a part of our leadership team listen to this, and not just to make them feel good about just the River of Life Church, but to remind them of the impact they make on a weekly basis. Because oh, we never know when the next Brandon Johnson is going to walk through the door. And he may not play man. basketball, but he may have a heart for helping people and be on the path to being a right. doctor, but it hits some road bumps yeah. along the way. Yeah. Or maybe he wants to be yeah. a lawyer that helps underprivileged people get the defense they need in court, but they've hit some bumps along the way. And your yeah. story yeah. is perfect for that, but it's also perfect for letting them know, listen, you're making a difference week in and week out. And oh, the Bible man. tells us you have man. to make sure you minister to everybody that comes through the door because you never know and you, you guys, minister into a, an angel of light and you've, be, you've become that. But, bro, I want to get into some right. of these questions because I know we got some Let's good go. questions. Let's go. We've already got the encouragement right. part out the way. So, Coach, I want you to find a way your Yo. question for my man. Let me get my tears out right now. Yo, my, my question is, man, yo, you know, I'll say this too, man. Your encouragement to, to – we've said it already and we're sitting there smiling. Y'all might not get to see the, uh, the visuals, but we've been smiling – the whole time, <laughs> even when the internet connection wasn't working correctly. Yeah, my face is cramping up a little bit. I need to hydrate the cheek muscles right now. Hydrate the cheek muscles. from ear to ear. Easy, I'm trying to smile. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> do my I'm giddy right now. But I got, I, got a couple, I got a couple questions. I'm not sure which one we'll roll with yet. But, I'm uh, ready. I'm ready. Zay. I will I'm say ready. this. This one's, this one's kind of, you know, I, I normally have to get the comedy out the way, but I, I noticed um, – I mean, I mean, where it came from is always a genuine place dealing with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no fake, no fraudulent. Um, but you tell your story that's passionate to you. I was going to ask you why I tell your story. But I think we know. Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, how does it make you feel when you get feedback from someone you help? Man, it's, it's, I'm, I think that's, the, that's one of the, the main reasons why you do it to a certain extent. Obviously, um, you do want the results, like, hey, how you felt about it? And I think um, for me, um, the feedback is is lifting, man. It's, it, it motivates me. It's kind of like confirms like you're doing, like like you guys. When I'm explaining that to you, in your mind, you're like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're doing something right or it's a purpose right. or it's a reason. Mm-hmm. Everybody's traveling for a purpose. And that's mm-hmm. – you're just trying to find your purpose of why you're doing certain things. And everyone – I'm working with a lot of people – or when I spoke with Eric Thomas, he, he sat down to me and said, what's your why? And until you figure out your why, you know, it, it only can go so long. And that's my why. My why is to change this next person's life. So when I do get that feedback and I'm sitting there talking to the inmates and the, and the, um, the alternative schools and those kids, and when they say, man, that, 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 that motivated me to do, I'm not going to do this no more. I'm not going to sell weed no more. It's just man, it's like I get back to the lab, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. and, and Because you question yourself sometimes. You know, I have moments where right. uh, um, I try to disconnect from all the emotions and expectations, I'm not going to lie mm-hmm. to you. So I seldomly have moments where I'm down, uh, especially after experiencing all that. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm in the middle now. So, uh, but the feedback is priceless, man. That's, that's, that's your motor. That's like, that's that gas, you know, when they blow like, mm-hmm. gas you up, like, I like the guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need it because confidence is 80% of this battle. You know, sometimes sure. you might have a player, just from sports, you might have a player that can't play basketball, but if you can hit them here and motivate them and give yeah. them confidence, Thank man, he'll go out and get you 60. Yeah, he'll get you 60, you know what I'm saying? But it's mm-hmm. just it's just the confidence. And now when I go, you know, the more I get feedback, like, hey, you're doing – thank you for this. 
I'm going to the next show. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking for one though. You know, I'm taking, I don't, I don't yeah. think about world. I only can control what I can control. I go up there and try to give my best, but, um, feedback is prices, man. That, that is motivation. That is soul food. That is, and you, when I'm sitting here writing, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking, you know, like, okay, they like that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's, that's prices, man. And that's, and that's, that's the found, that's part of the foundation, you know. Man, that was such nah, a great said, question, Coach. Great question. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, praise God. I'm saying, like, has that made you become that person? Because, like, for me, I, I, hey, I'm a middle kid, socially awkward, I mean, however you want to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, I keep – I'm just trying to get the work done most of the time. I try to keep all my comments to myself. Yeah. But when you see how it makes you feel, does it make you also be that individual? Like, like you said, giving glory to God. Were you giving, you know, God feedback? Were you giving everybody um, else feedback? Because you want them to feel, you know. Uh, for me, the glory to God started, man. Um, I'll just kind of let you know where it resonates. I, I always have been a person that's like on the on the basketball team, seventh grade. Um, hey, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. And then around during that time, I went through it. My freshman year, I was praying. My sophomore year, I, I keep my routine. And I feel like the more success I got, I stopped giving glory. So I told myself, yeah, I stopped giving glory. I know God is a jealous guy. And I felt like I remember laying in prison and I was, no, actually I went to see um, my middle school coach. I ran by him. He's like, he hadn't seen me in forever. He was like, this is me going through the case, bro. And he hadn't seen me forever. I was with my God brother. And he was like, man, BJ used to make us pray so much. So all you want to do is give glory to God. And it, a light went off. And I said, God damn. I stopped. I stopped doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I stopped doing that. Yeah. The more success the NBA Cup calling, I'm like, I strayed away from what made me, you know, and mm. it becomes it, it, it became like, you know how you survive through so much and then you start believing you did it. Right. And that's what that's what and a lot of people get caught up in that because it's it, you know, it's a spirit. You don't see them. So you can believe you did it by yourself because sure. physically you, you're not seeing somebody next to you physically making this happen. And then I'm starting believing it and speaking it, and I'm just I'm 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 getting big shoulders. You know, it's not an humble kind of thing. And I remember people yeah. like, because most of the time I hate people do this. I don't mean to say, but they think when you come off your high horse, it's a humble. And every time you take an L, it's not because you wasn't humble. You know, it's just right. it's, you know. And they say he he had to humble you. You're like no, like sometimes it's not that. I think for me it was like. Hey, you gotta give glory, you know, and that and that light went off. And when that light went off, I said, and that's when I had put the tattoo on me. I was like, I'm gonna make this my job. <laughs> I would never, no matter where I'm at, I'm gonna make sure that I give glory to God. And that's how that Powerful. that started. Powerful. Hey, listen, man, I'm glad. Man, there's you another got... nugget. One, I'm gonna make yeah. that my job. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It comes yeah. out like, like I told you, man. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Bro. <laughs> He's like a waterfall of encouragement. It just comes over the edge, like, so naturally, bro. It's just like nothing yeah. stops it. But I love that, bro. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm glad that God will uh, remind you of that sort of thing so mm. nicely. Because usually whenever yeah, I yeah. forget to do that, he reminds me so much in a, in a more harsher manner than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'll just hit no, me right I've between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I've definitely got my weapons, man. But I think the people that can wake up and really take down the illusion of 
because you get caught up in what you're going through more than the, the big picture. And yes. I preach on the big picture when I'm talking to the kids because you guys know, and like I didn't have my son and everything. And I think about the father I was, when I was chasing and going, trying to get to the NBA and all these. I missed a lot of time, but yes. you know, with the bigger picture I saw, I had a lot of bad energy because my family wasn't there. I did five years of college by myself. Went to, you know, so many things that transpired where I could have held a big ball of negative negativity, you know? And I think, um, when God brought me home, he knew I wasn't going to be able to combine California and Houston and those two worlds. And when that happened for me, it was huge. You can't see it because you don't know what's going on. You really feel like you're just going through hell. And in the moment, then I remember a year year removed, I remember dropping my son off at school. And it's something I never had did. I was in California. And if I'm moving so fast, if he don't stop my life. So the case told me I couldn't leave. So I was able to be a father to my son. I was able to get to know my moms again because I hadn't. Me and my mom was close, my dad, my sister, my family. You know, so many things I left. It was a huge gap because I never came back to Houston. I was traveling. And um, he was able to just combine. He was able to fill this gap. And when I woke up, I was just like, oh, <laughs> that was the big picture. Now me and my son have a great relationship. But it was so many things. But through the illusion of the case, and I'm like, the case held his weight. And people be wanting me to cry about the case. I'm like, nah, he gave me way more back. I, I would have lost it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I would have lost right. a lot. Because the person, the character I had wasn't ready for what he was going to give me. But me me being able to connect with my dad and my moms again, being a, the biggest thing, being a real father to my son. You know? So mm -hmm. when I went to prison, I was, I was re and then you guys, you know, I was rebuilding them. Two and a half years, I rebuilt myself. I lost mm -hmm. a lot, but I gained so much from inside. You know, like I lost, and, and with people, Think the material, you know. I lost contracts and you know, it was lost, but here I was able yeah. to look in the mirror again, you know. And that was, mm. and that was huge. That was huge, bro. That's, that's some awesome. deep, deep encouragement right there, man. You're helping yeah. a lot of people too, Brandon. And I don't think that you could have just by playing basketball. You could have had a, a good influence <laughs> playing basketball because you know that is a lot of key people's heroes. That's a lot of young people's heroes. Right. But I think. Yeah the depth at which you are helping people now is far greater yeah. than if you were to yeah. just been great in the NBA. I think you have far, yeah. you have far exceeded those expectations. And that's yeah. an amazing thing. That's what I love about you. You know, I've been blessed <laughs> to have some of the friends that I've had, Brandon, because I've had a lot of, yeah. of my buddies that have gone to prison for various things, different crimes. Some mm -hmm. of them just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Some of them just making yeah. decisions, but for the most part, most of those friends that have gone to prison, they went in, and some of them went through sometimes depression and darkness, sure, but almost mm -hmm. every single one of them came out with good perspective. I know one of them is a pretty successful business owner right now. The other one right. ended up going and getting a PhD in computer science. So mm -hmm. I see a lot of young men in, in my own life that have gone to prison but have made the most of the opportunity to rebuild themselves and come out and be stronger <laughs> and still pursue their dreams. And I see you right. doing the same thing, man. And I think that that, oh, there's so much more depth to it in helping people because there's a lot of people that have your same story. A lot of young people out there that don't have a yep. home, that their yep. mom and father isn't there, that they don't have mm -hmm. the good family core support. Yep. That they, yep. they don't have the foundation. And your yeah, words of yeah. encouragement are telling them because everything else around them tells them that this is my reality and this is always going to be my reality. 
but you give yep. them a different picture, a different perspective that tells them it doesn't have yep. to be your reality. And it, it certainly yep. doesn't have to be your destination. It's just part yep. of the journey. Yep. That's what I love. Yep. About and that's, it. and that's, and that, and that's how I look at it, man. When I go speak to them, um, for me, I think you can change the narrative. I preach that because that's the biggest thing. And I think a lot of people, negative or positive, man, depend, I, I don't judge them. Um, depend on every king guy to come off his throne. And a lot of people, when they come off their throne, they was amazing. And then they have those situations in their mindset saying, okay, since I'm not doing that no more, I can't be amazing no more. But you can do, even if you was doing, if you was the biggest drug person ever, the energy you use to get there is the same energy. You know, like, right. sadly, you know right. what I'm like, so now you just got to, for me, transitioning from ball to, to speaking, I'm just looking at like, I'm going to use the same energy I use over here over here and a lot of people don't think you can go be amazing in another field i mean even and, and that's why i say change the narrative because you get put in this box or or your mental mind state says okay i'm i'm done you know i was selling drugs i went to prison i'm done no now now you just got to change the your mindset and say okay that's i've learned from that now sure, i'm absolutely like with it yeah and, and a lot of kids think they make that mistake that they let that decision decide their future and that's what i was against i'm like hey I made my mistake, but this is not about to define me. And that's been my, uh, some more motivation for me because I'm preaching to them. I go to the alternative schools. I remember I was talking to seventh and eighth grade kids who's going through so much right now. But since like, man, no, we're on the outside and you're not, you just made a mistake. Don't let this mistake in the universe think that mistake is that big. I said, guess what? Nobody knows what they was breaking down to some of their, their, their wrongdoings. I'm like, listen, just leave it as a mistake. When you figure out life, like, and that's what I kind of been on my journey, like, hey, you only get one, you know, it's helped me grow with certain people that I did have bad energy for. I look at my father, certain things he had to do that transpired in his life that, you know, between me and his kids, it's just like, man, you only get one. And when you realize that everybody's making mistakes, you know, and I try to tell the kids like, man, just keep pushing. You can change the narrative. You got the opportunity to do something amazing. But you just got to lock in, you know, and don't let these people labels and stuff like that. Like a lot of mm -hmm. people put labels on you, man, wake up and change the, you know, just change it. You know, tell you yourself you're beautiful. You're handsome. Like Coach Zach, he's, the, he's a handsome man. You know, like, Look at the no, crab like, game. Show them crabs. But yeah. you got to be like that with yourself because people have those insecurities, but you have to take the labels off. If you go on Google right now, there's so many negative things about me through my case. It looked like I was a menace to society. But now, mm -hmm. you know, I've put some new information and new, new energy out there and everybody has that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. um, and that's what I, that's why I've been pushing, man. Change the narrative and don't let your circumstances define your future, man. And, and a lot of people um, are in circumstances because they're parents, but um, I tell you, disconnect from emotions, man. Disconnect from expectations. You only can control what you can control, man. And that's my, that's my focus every day I wake up, man. Whatever I can control, I'm gonna go hard for it, man. Absolutely, bro. And it all boils down to what, no. what's going on up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the reason why we created this podcast. And the reason why we call it these things is because it's based out of, out of Philippians 4 and 8, where Paul mm -hmm. instructs the young church to focus on particular things, things that are good, things that are just, things that are noble, things that are praiseworthy, mm -hmm. things that are lovely, things that are virtuous, things that are of good mm -hmm. report. He says to focus on these things. Because what Paul preached a lot in his ministry was if you can get the mind right 
then everything else will be right. And it doesn't matter where you're at. You can be incarcerated. You can be yeah. furloughed. And that's the thing, brother. And, and here's the thing that I love about whenever you're just trying to help people and sow seeds into people like you do for young people all around the world. I would be willing to bet you never would have thought that your motivation, that your story could be helping people that have been laid off from a worldwide global pandemic. Mm. Right now, your message isn't just good for the young man that's going through the same things you went through and is on his way to a basketball career or any other career, whether that's being a studio producer, a reporter, whatever it may be. You could be helping people right now who just lost their job and they're thinking to themselves, man, this is my narrative. But you yeah. can change yeah, that. What's, what's crazy? Yeah, well, that's crazy because when I first started, that's how I went into it. Like, okay, I'm going to speak to the universities about point shape, you know, things like uh-huh. that. And, I'm, and that was my mindset, like I said, when I first started speaking. And then I'm speaking and I got so many grown-ups. Like, I got the athletes coming up. And then when they clear out, the grown-ups like, hey, man, let me holler at you. And I've had, like, now I go to churches and places and things like that. Like, the lanes open up. I had to open up my, my speaking engagements because I got people wanting me to mentor the kids. I got people wanting me to just speak to them. And it's beyond sports now. And I had to change because that's how I had to take a step back. I'm like, oh, I'm not just a sports speaker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's become um, the engagement has become, like, I'm, I'm talking to mothers and fathers and, you know, like, it's completely different. The engagements now I have I had to open up as a public speaker instead of like the basketball speaker and all those kinds of things because sure. the, the God, God you know what I'm saying, really he he just it's more perseverance now. It's a never quit story, it's motivation, it's it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like I say, it's perseverance. It's more than just, hey, I play basketball, I'm playing. It's like, listen, push through. You know, like right. you're gonna be going through something. It's like, you know, so now like I said, I've grown through this past year and a half because now I'm understanding more of my truth, in a sense. And and uh, I was watching something with uh, Will Smith the other day. He was speaking on characters. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but he, he breaks down. He talks. He was on The Breakfast Club. He breaks down us having a character that, that we keep. And basically, we don't want to kill off because he's been successful for us. Mm. And for me, my truth, I've been living so long as the basketball player. Where I didn't want to kill that kill the person that who I was that made me successful. But in order to continue to grow, you have to kill it. It's almost a villain now, you know, because sure. sometimes it stops working for you. And a lot of people don't want to grow because this this character they've had so long has made them successful and got them this far. You know, so right. for me, it was like I had lived up to the point where I've probably reached the max with that person. And I had yeah. to kill that person. It just helped me grow because I had to go through a certain change. You know, a lot of people are scared to kill the character they've created for the world. And it's the perception the world accepts. So when you leave out the door, you put that character on, you know? Sure. And uh, that's hard for people to let go because yeah, they, they don't, that, and that keeps people from growing because they want this character, that person that's fun and always in the club, they're scared to delete him because yeah. he's been successful for him and people struggle with that. And Will Smith spoke on it, man. So when I saw that, that helped me a lot because I had to go through a transition where the person I wanted to grow, but I didn't want to leave the, the fun that it made, you know, that person, you know, now yeah. I'm like the kids, the family, you know, like, no, I'm not doing that, you know? So it's just different. But I think, I think that's huge. And a lot of people grow, man, killing that old character off, man. <laughs> sure. Hey, Coach, you can speak to that, you know, having been. Yo, for having real. I, really, I thought it was funny that Will Smith would speak on that. 
uh, yeah. as he came out with the 15th edition of Bad Boys, you know. <laughs> like he was talking about he jumped out of the plane, everybody. Why he jumped out of the plane? No, no. He was like, I was killing that character. I was done with him. Mike Larry. Oh, Mike Larry lives on forever, man. I'm, I'm sitting there watching Rambo the other day like, hey, bravo. He, he took all that money, bro. Keep going. They got there. Sylvester's on. He's he just... He figured it out early. Yes, he he picked two different characters and made about twenty movies off of them, for real. Rambo, <laughs> and then Rocky. And Rocky. <laughs> it's pop culture, bro. It's pop culture. Basically, they put it back out again. They like they still watch it. Okay, I know. <laughs> That's real. I learned that in school, bro. I learned that in school. They say they just keep putting the movie out, and if the numbers continue to stay consistent, they're gonna give you another one. That's why Bad Boys continue to be through them. Speaking of all <laughs> this, and them talking about making a movie out of you. What you may not realize is they've already made a movie out of you. And oh, they, they just put football into it. It's called The Longest Show. <laughs> you know, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched, we watched that the other day. My <laughs> bro, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah, let me ask you this, bro. Uh, whenever you were on the inside, was there a cheeseburger Eddie in there? No. <laughs> Somebody who had the quakes hey, the That's what's state. bad about those movies, bro. That's what's bad. Like, after you go in, you don't want to watch none of that no more. I'd be like, turn that off. Because <laughs> you'd be thinking about, oh, man, they cooked. And then you'd be sitting there watching like, oh, they ain't got the phones. You know, you just start putting your mind yeah. in there. Bro, you want to know what's you funny about that? that? You want to know what's that's going on? That's them things right there. Yeah, that's them <laughs> things right there. I actually, one of the guys that we're going to be interviewing coming up that is a business owner, mm -hmm. the guy I was talking about before, who did spend mm -hmm. quite, a, quite a bit of time on the inside, he would have mm -hmm. been the cheeseburger Eddie because he's always hustling. Um, he's always got something yeah. to sell you, always got something to give you. But that's why he's been such a successful entrepreneur, and he's learned to channel that and I tell you what, man, it's really amazing to see what his story has become, and that's because he's always kept the right perspective. But yeah, he would have been yeah. a cheeseburger, Eddie. He would have been the guy in the joint with a hot and spicy it's, chicken sandwich and a chocolate shake. No, you, you got about 50 chefs. You got about 50 chefs. And every day, I end up finding my routine, man. I had somebody uh, got the fruit, and I, I, I knew the guy that like, was in the kitchen. Had, I was on a diet. I was training inside of prison. And uh, I had chicken breast, now have sure. a fruit basket later. Like, I was just – I was locked in. But um, it's it's like 50 million. They got – they cook and everything. They come up to you. So, stamps are really important in prison. So, oh, if you ever okay. – Oh, you no, know I, know that. Like, I know that. I know that. <laughs> so, you got stamps, dude. I'm but taking you know, notes I'm over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. That's what you should tell so, me, class. Let me Write tell it you down. down. Let me tell you a crazy story, man. So is it Job or Daniel? Who was who was in prison but their talent? Uh, they went to Pharaoh. Um, that, was Joseph, was to, that was Joseph the Dreamer. Joseph. Yes, sir. So for me, what's crazy, I compared my, my story because my talent kind of kept me safe in there. Like, So sure. they had basketball in there, and uh, wow. they had a league. And me performing, I, I'm LeBron of prison. <laughs> basically so they're not they don't want to they don't want to mess with their entertainment you know like yeah, yeah, at the yeah. highest like in there i never told them i played basketball but i went in there um i'm playing on the team we end up winning the championship and all kinds of things man like prison for me wasn't bad because i went in there with a, a mental mind state like hey i'm about sure. to get better and i was training like four times a day 
I was prepping for my opportunity. I preach on that, prep for your opportunity, because I know a lot of people are not getting ready for the next stage of their lives. Right. And for me, I think God knew my heart from me training and prepping in there, man. By the time I got out, man, two months later, I was I, I was given an opportunity to go play somewhere because I had been prepping. You know, two months into my case, I went to a lawyer on the side, and she told me I would go to prison. And I would train every day, even when I was coming to you guys. I knew where I was going, but mentally for me, I, I just had to, you know. Now, which part, which part were you training for? Were you just training uh, to get yourself prepared for the possible? I was training for the NBA. I was oh, training okay. for the NBA. Like, exactly. So when I got out, um, yeah, I went to Miami, and they told me a kid that I played with ended up being one of the coaches, and Dave Fitzgerald played at my school. So okay. I ended up to uh, Miami for a workout and I had a crazy workout. Eric Spolcher pulled me out of the workout. I was like, man, I love what you got. Uh, I don't know your story, but we want to bring you in. I worked out with a couple of guys and they was like, yo, we're going to let you know. So I go back. Uh, I went to Louisiana for the ABA team uh, for during the time and they called me. It was like zero tolerance for what I've done. But I had did ESPN the magazine the day I got out the halfway house. Uh, ESPN magazine picked me up. I drove around Houston for like three days. We did ESPN oh. the magazine. So it was still media surrounding my case. So he was like, we don't want to do nothing yet. But that was crazy. I was playing in prison and they the ESPN was trying to come into prison and film. And uh, mm -hmm. the warden and them was like, what the world? Because of so many people, I walked out there and it was like, Young Buck was locked up with me. <laughs> yeah, he was he was oh, on the yard with me. Yeah. Young Buck from G. Yeah, two solid songs, man. Yeah. <laughs> from two Cashville, solid songs. From Cashville yeah, to the key. It was, it was an experience, dude. Like I, I like I said, it's like somebody came to your house right now and just put you in the worst situation that you could think of, you know. So um for me, man, it was a it was a journey. And like I said, I thought prison for me, I grew a lot. Um, but it was since fifteen I've been I've been running, man. So um, I remember sitting in the backyard. I hadn't seen my dad in a long time. I remember crying, looking over the fence, and he was like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Man, I'm I'm ready to go." You know, I was excited to go to prison because I was I was ready to get my life back. You know what I'm saying? So um, when I got in there, man, I was just I manifested a lot of different things, man. I know the power. Like I said, guys, you know, I remember a kid. I, I said a speech. To, I was over at Louisville speaking, and the kids didn't ask me about the case. The first question, the hand, hand went up. He's like how you get through it, <laughs> you know? And that, and I only, only answer I had, I remember I was stuttering like this and I was just like, I was going to lie about something. I was going to give him a textbook and I was just like, bro, all, all, all honesty, God. <laughs> I was like, I can't explain it, you know, because there's so many things that happen to be sitting. I was speaking with the FBI at Louisville and, and God works another way where the NCA called me out who, where I point shade with the case. The NCA, I cleaned that up. And then I spoke at Louisville with the FBI who picked me up. And then I spoke at the in Las Vegas. Wow. So it was so many things that's come around full circle that's blowing my mind, you know, to this day. Um, have you guys saw the scheme on no. HBO? Have you no, heard no, about no. it? Uh, 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 Christian no. Dawkins is a crazy story on HBO. Christian Dawkins that did with the NCA. Um, we end up um, getting information. I'm supposed to have a call with him, but you should watch that story. But it's like I said, man, so many things that's transpired, and uh, I continue want to give the glory to God because I know, you know, this is not my doing. I'm just kind of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but even meeting you guys and coming to that church, I knew that that clock had started. Like, oh, you're doing something. 
let me just keep being an instrument, you know. Bro, and that's why you've been able to dominate that journey you're talking about, bro. And you really have, bro. You have dominated that journey. Just talking about being ready to go into prison so that you can get your life uh, back in yeah. order. And that's such an amazing, powerful testament to your will and your ability to overcome and succeed. And, bro, that's why we had to have you on. But listen, man, we're getting we're getting short on time now. And so we've already oh, this podcast. Don't lie to me. Bro, <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're going to break this up. It's going to be like three <laughs> different episodes. Don't you lie to me. It's going to have to be. Like part three. Not going. You ain't got work tomorrow. Ain't, you know. Let me ask you this, though, Brandon. <laughs> this is like three-part series. we got your own docu-series. we got the Brandon Johnson we got the Brandon Johnson yeah, I, enjoy right right. I enjoy you guys. Bro, we had a good time, though, didn't Dope. we? And listen, yeah. you're giving me a great idea because I have thought about but the potential of starting a sports podcast. But, bro, why don't we just do it, though, man? I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Y'all can have And we can do it. We can have this session. So this is what I can say. We can commit to once a week and, well, at least when sports start back up, once a week, and we just have – we can go on Mondays. We can do Monday – no, let's do Tuesday nights because we got Sunday night football, Monday night football. Tuesday I finish the week out. Gotcha. We do Tuesdays. We go on there, do a recap on Tuesdays. Tuesday Bro. night, we get on here and we share it. We because we got a lot of different. And you guys, we talk about sports after church too. So Anthony, you need to get in here all the time, <laughs> bro. All the time. And listen, hey, matter of fact, that re- that reminds me, I need to apologize to all the Texans fans because I mean, I, I messed up at least one that I heard about. Yeah, for uh, dogging the Texans. That was um, so, Yeah, my bad. I mean, my bad. <laughs> Texans hurt me, bro. What? Hold on. Let me before I go. DeAndre Hopkins, bro. It's unacceptable. Uh, it's and I'm not even a Texans fan, but that's unacceptable. Here's how unacceptable it is. DeAndre Hopkins apparently was playing with himself on the Texans on Madden. Like he ain't even accepted it. Like man, I would have traded my stuff to the Cardinals on Madden. Like nah. Listen, it's it's wow, bro. I've I've never seen a player of his caliber get traded in their prime, bro. It was crazy. Worst movement sports. It really was crazy, man. And you hope you wish the best. You wish the best to to DeAndre Hopkins. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, bro. Listen, really. I'm telling you what, man. That Cardinals that Cardinals offense is gonna look. They ain't gonna have no drop passes. You have Larry Fitzgerald, who has more tackles in his career than he has drop passes. And you got DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> and that's a real stat. And DeAndre Hopkins. Bro, it is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Kyler Murray's eyes got big, bro, whenever he saw that trade went down for real. That's that's a lethal you gave up a lethal you gave up like a nuclear bomb. Like like people people we're going to war to find those kind of weapons. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's plenty it's wars going on to find something like that. Like, bro, you just gave up that's like handing over a the biggest missile they got. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, oh, man. Like, I, and every year wow. I get heard by the text. I'm secret, man. I don't speak out loud about this at all. Like, hey, hey I, I, that's not me. Rockets. I, I'm both. Take it to- Houston hurt take me it right down. now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to get emotional, bro. But, <laughs> like, the Astros, just so happy the Astros are cheating. Like, come on, bro. Like, come on. Like, Listen, what else that, do we need to come through? If we get into the yeah. Astros scandal, bro, we're going to be here all night 
And listen, oh, I'm doing man. this from my bedroom. Eventually, my wife's going to have to come in here and sleep. So yeah, yeah. I, I we can't even get into the Astros right now, bro, because I get heated over that. So listen. I, well, listen, here. let me know. It only has to be in podcast form. If we want to just go on the waves and just bother people, and then we can go on live and have comments coming through. I'm I'm serious, man. I would, love to, I would love to. And we can go on so many different levels, man, even the spiritual side. Uh, it's plenty of people that I know that need that kind of, you know, soul food also. Absolutely. So, man, whatever listen, you guys want to do. We've, we've got other people lined up for interviews. I'm willing, but it, we'll have to get a commitment from you, and we can do this whenever we're done with the recording or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But – I'm willing to do I a part two and a part three interview with you because your your story is so powerful. Your ability to connect with people is so natural, <laughs> and your encouragement is second to nobody. And that's what we want to do here, man. We want to get people focused on these things, and these are the things that we're yeah. talking about right here, man. It's, it's just man, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys, man. Well, listen, I appreciate Brandon, you guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. And we love you, bro. And we're looking forward to seeing you again uh, at the river, especially whenever we get off of this lockdown. So, listen, man, I want to let you get back to your family. I want to let you get back. Make sure you tell that family we love them. We man, I should have probably been like y'all was in court, man. Yeah. My babies, man. So, yeah. they're growing up so fast. Sure, absolutely. Secretly, I need three more. Don't, um, I'm not t – tell TJ, hey, don't <laughs> – I'm not <laughs> here to talk you out of that. Day. I'm not here to talk you out of that because I'm trying to get my wife into having at least one more, and that'll put us at four. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm going for five, but I'm gonna yeah. go make a new friend at church, man. I'm gonna go get new, <laughs> some new friends at church. Y'all tripping right now? <laughs> my quiver is nah, full man, right I now, y'all, man. I appreciate y'all having me, man. Anytime y'all want me on, man, I don't care if you – somebody don't call in, y'all better call me. because I'm Absolutely, I'm bro. Absolutely. It's man, a wrap, bro. Y'all hey, still listen. got questions, man. So I got you. And listen – Man, just like I said. Yeah, listen, if I believe people would listen to a three-hour podcast, I'd say let's just keep on wrapping it up. But well, we're going to chop this up true. for sure, man. It's going to be free pay. Absolutely. It's going to be free pay. Let's do this, bro. Hey, hey, I just want to see it. your face. No one's gonna get this, get this audio because it looks like we're getting off. I, I want to see your face. I should have screen recorded this too. I should have screen recorded. Well, it's screen recorded right here, bro. Listen, I'm gonna put this on YouTube. It's gonna be screen recorded. I actually, bro, okay, see, cool. I, I actually was working on uploading Pastor Schul's episode from last week up on YouTube earlier this afternoon. It may be up there already. So okay. we're gonna put hey. this on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. So for YouTube. I want to see your face, man. Did you see CD Lamb when he had to get his phone back from his girl? What? Hey, they called for that, man. That's what I'm telling you. That's that's what I'm telling you. See how Kobe and Jordan would have been ate alive with all the stuff they was doing. I'm telling you, bro. Brandon did that. Brandon did that. Bring me back to my point. If them two was. Social media era, they legacies will be diminished. I don't because believe, all that. I don't believe so. Matters. I don't believe so because they were mental giants, bro. You forget that Kobe situation would have went outrageous. And bro, it did go nah, not, If it was in this era, uh, true, true. But listen, it was it all. They still bring it up it today. It would have changed the globe in this era. Oh. LeBron has played. Through everything and never tripped out. Agree. And I will give you this with LeBron James. He's kept himself clean off the court. Oh, man. LeBron, um, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant. Sure. But. Got him started. 
I would say Michael, <laughs> Michael Jordan's again. yeah, Michael Jordan's gambling issues. It was more about what it led to because he did keep himself clean off the court. Gambling was his only problem off the court. Because oh, wow. and I don't want to give away. You know what? I'm a, I'm about to give away the first episode of The Last Dance, and you've already established you have. I'm, right, right. I'm gonna check it so, out. I'm gonna, because, I'm gonna watch the first show tonight. Because he gets he tonight. gets into the the rumors about the Chicago cocaine circus that was oh. rumored back in the day. So you'll find out that his character was a little bit stronger than people give him credit for. He did have the gambling issues off the court, but other than that, he was he was pretty clean off the court. But I'll say this much, bro. Listen, man, we're going to have to start that sports podcast because I can already feel the tension starting to build back up. And, I got something. Uh, but the only way I start it, if, if my box down there says Stephen A. Smith. Listen, <laughs> hey, Zach, forget the phone, Zach, because I seen that brother do it with his baby earlier on before we started recording. He just snatched that straight up from his, from his, his girl. <laughs> he just, he was just like, he did that. With C.D. Lamb did with that phone, he just did with that baby. Just yeah. Like, come on, give that. So, hey, come on. Zach, <laughs> showtime. I wonder, are they still together? Yeah, he just got drafted. She stayed. But <laughs> you, think, <laughs> you, think, you think that was cheating or he just wanted the phone? Hey, listen, you know what I think it was? If that was the Dallas Cowboys calling, if, if that was the Dallas Cowboys calling, if you think that you're about to get drafted and that's your dream answering the phone, bro, I'm snatching that phone away too. Why, why, did, why, what, what, why, why did she grab it? I, I don't know. Feel like that's she what probably thought he was like cheating. This you, is you this actually, is the lane you know like, that you're not supposed to be in. <laughs> yeah, true that. True that. Right. I'm just like, why? Why would you grab it right there? I didn't exactly. Like, you, I, what about you the, what about the mom? What about the mom and the um and the kid <laughs> when the dark when his girlfriend was all over and she came and pushed her off? <laughs> I did not see that. I did not see. Yeah, that. she was trying to hug him and he was crying like, "Oh, I just got drafted," and all in his life. And the girl was sitting on his lap, man. And the mom came. She said, "Get up!" <laughs> and she didn't move. She pushed her oh, off. Oh, oh man! And that's hey, what I'm well, saying. Like, they're the going to a great team filled dude. with drama. So, hey. <laughs> this is the reason why Coach said he didn't want any part in the sports podcast. He wants a part of the sports gossip podcast. So, if we have a sports gossip, podcast, I'm down. All the stuff. All we can go. Court. We can have every section, dude. We can. We can. We just gotta bring out. I think it'll be successful, dude. Absolutely, bro. How could it not be? And we'll you'll be like Shannon. I'll be like Skip, and you know <laughs> you'll be oh, pro no, LeBron. Be pro I got LeBron. legs like Molly right now, man. You'll Coach be pro Jerry. LeBron. I'll be pro MJ. I got legs like Molly right now, man. Hey, retirement <laughs> mode. Coach is Shannon right now, man. Coach is Shannon. <laughs> I can on, see Skip. him with that yak in the Come on, Skip. <laughs> No, nah, but man, I appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me, man. Hey, listen, bro, we love you. Hey, be be on the lookout for the next text message because I might just schedule you for next week because, bro, this this one okay, was cool. so good and it was so natural. Yeah. The next week, we might just have to go ahead and schedule you up and and just yeah, just bro, let me know, man. We'll get around to the others whenever we get around to them. So, but listen, man, we love you, <laughs> bro. We love we love you. Uh, I hope you have a great week, man, and come see us sometime soon. All right, bro. Man, I got y'all. When it, when it ends, I'm there, man. Awesome. I'm hey. checking right. on my team. Man. All, All right, right guys. Appreciate it, folks. All right. See y'all. No All problem. right. Coach, yo, man. Yo. What a t- what, bro, what a good podcast, man. We set a record in.
Bro, we could have just let him talk the entire time, man. He had just nonstop great motivational material. And I want everybody out there to understand the reason why we brought him on is because we know everybody's going through something right now. You're not on your way to prison, maybe. You're not on your way even to the courthouse. You're not on your way to the ICU, but you're going through something that you feel like is insurmountable. Mm -hmm. You ought to face it just like my man said he faced going to prison because that's a big deal. And he faced it with the mentality of, man, I can't wait to go and dominate it and own it and and get my life back together. Coach, what are your thoughts on that, man? From the gate, man, that's it. I I love how he was talking about uh, basically transforming yourself, applying that one thing that worked in the other area. I think we all do it well in one spot, and then we don't do it well in the other, scratching our head. For me, it's just always trying to be like, let God work. Like it's so easy for me to let him move in, say like my finances, but when it comes to like like stage presence or being confident in another spot, I'm always like, ah, oh, scratching my head. Like, you know, but if you look back and you look at this other side of it, you're like, man, why am I worrying? Like he did yeah. this. Yeah. You know, it's no problem. This, this is so a lot of fly to him. Yeah, yeah. Look like you said that. I was sad when he was talking about he didn't uh he couldn't watch uh, you know. Uh, prison movies. Yeah. Because, like, me, I'm sitting there thinking about life. I'm like, man. Life? Man. Life, you know, Jack Lang, Jack Lang. Jack Lang. And and what else was on there? Uh, Prison Mike messed me up. I was like, dang. (laughs) So I started hurting then because I was like, man, you know, just like that. And it's crazy stuff that makes you, you know, you know, that that touches you. That kind of got me. I was like, dang, man. You should be able to feel that. But I'm believing God's going to show up just like he's been showing up in his life. Sure. Yeah, he'll find something that's going to replace it, find a house that's going to replace it. So, man, no, it was you, great, man. It was great. If you can't get entertained by Cheeseburger Eddie right now, bro, you, you got something you got to figure out. <laughs> we're going to have to deal man, with that on the next Yeah, we're going to have to deal with that on the next Brandon Johnson podcast. I feel like that man's a star. Everywhere he goes, he's going to have the Midas touch. It's all going to turn to gold. So, I appreciate him coming on. Cat. Yeah. You know, so humble, so modest, and just always has the positive energy just flowing off of him. And that's what I respect so much about him because he has been through so much. Mm -hmm. But sometimes whenever you've been through that that much, no matter what you face, you're going to be able to face it with the confidence that I can overcome this. Because if I overcame that, this is nothing to me. And, man, he just – he keeps that positive energy. He reminds me a lot of you because you're like that. You stay optimistic and you stay positive. You miss the personality, and every everywhere you go, people feel lifted up. So, it's it's. And that's my phrase, man. Cause I got a lot of I got a lot of respect for uh for for our guy for our guy Brandon yeah, Johnson. Sure. And uh, I'm like you said, like we're just excited. We're excited just to see every move that he makes. I'm glad he posts most of them on IG and Facebook and all the other sites. So, bro, I'm excited. Keep going, it, Brandon. <laughs> I'm excited about all those pillows you got on your bed, bro, because you were straight up comfortable. Yeah, I got so podcast. many pillows, man. We researched this, man. Ashley researched the pillows. We'll talk about that in the next podcast, but is that one of those live pillows? This is this is a uh man, it might be like a twenty-four by I don't know, man. Joanna Gaines uh got some money from us and then bro. the sheet. Bro, the pillows, the pillowcase is big, but the sheet though fell apart on us already. Because bro, we're gonna actually get aggressive on that on that sheet. We're gonna like, to... you know, doesn't share for nothing. Like, this is you ripping sheets, man. This is you. We're going to have to put in the description of this episode. Stay tuned for the very end to hear Pastor Pete 
and Coach Zach. PD Podcast and Poochie oh, Shepard's yeah. Pillow Talk. <laughs> Put it Yo, Poochie Shepard on the Pillow Talk. <laughs> ah, sweating laughing about this pillow situation right you now. You went from talking about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan all the way to talking about pillows. There's somebody. Happened, man. This is not your There's some mad people right now, man. They can be <laughs> mad all they want to, man. They can so be mad. happy just as fast as they got mad, too. So, listen – Everybody, we're so glad that you tuned in. I hope you were encouraged. We are going to have Brother Brandon back, and hopefully we're going to have him back even next yeah. week. I'm looking forward to starting that sports podcast. I don't care what Coach says. He's going to be in on it because he's got so much to offer. Mm. And <laughs> don't look painful, bro. You're not, coaching, you're not coaching a bunch of high school kids now. You're just talking about sports, bro. It's not so I can right. be honest now, huh? Okay, all right. So it's not yeah, like talking to parents. No, it's not like talking to parents. It's not like talking to the head coach, and you don't have to worry about whether or not you're down 35 to nothing or if it's a 35 to 33 game. What Am I going to call a blitz? Am I going to call a zone? Yeah, no, you can just let it fly, man. What do you think about – why didn't you chime in on the LeBron James and Michael Jordan conversation? I know how it is because you don't like to get into the controversial stuff. You just like to kind of like, yeah, no, no, that's a good – I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, this ain't going to change his video game rating. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> it's not gonna change nothing. Yeah, no, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, man. They're both nice. I got no horse, no uh dog in the fight. And, sure. Uh, sure. And if I had point. to pick one, if I had to pick one, I'd pick Jordan to start. But um if I as far as who's gonna win the one on one battle, um, I'm gonna go with LeBron James, man. Do the beast. Hey, honest honest to God, uh I don't think you can go wrong either way. I think they're both great. There you go. Two of the greatest players of all time. And when LeBron came in the league, I was a huge LeBron fan. And I've always been a LeBron fan. Where I started to kind of turn against LeBron, I guess some people might take it, is when people started saying that he was he might be better than Jordan. I'm like, well, hold on just a second. Because Le- LeBron James – Yeah, and LeBron James fell back in his early finals career where Michael Jordan always excelled and went to the next level. And that's just personal opinion. That's not necessarily gospel truth whenever it comes to it. That's a conversation I think that's going to be had for the rest of eternity, LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, until the next great comes along. Maybe we'll be having this conversation about Zion Williamson in a few years. Yo, we we support the ones that that listen to the podcast. There you go. There you go, man. Listen, guys. on the spot right now. Yeah, yeah. Man, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please leave comments. If you have questions for Brandon Johnson based on what you heard today, based on what you already knew about him, if you have questions for him, please leave them in the comments whenever we share this on social media. Yeah, if we encouraged you. Yeah, and it could be a number of different questions. If it's inappropriate, we're going to scratch it, but it could be a number of different questions. You can ask him whether or not he changes his socks every day. I don't care. Ask, and we may put it into the podcast next week. We may not, but we're going to have him on multiple times because he's just such a great encourager and a great dude. But we want you guys to know that we're thinking about you. This is why we did it right here, because we're thinking about you, and we're hoping that you got lifted up by that and you can face your next big challenge the way that my buddy faces it every single day. So you guys have a great week. Hollering at you. It's the These Things Podcast. We're signing out. These Things.